It's 4 p.m. Stand up. It's count time. It's time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted. I am Brother L.D. Azobra. I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Count Time Podcast. Good evening. We hope that you had a great Labor Day weekend. In this, the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington and the 160th anniversary of the Emancipation Proclamation, we all in the United States had a lot to celebrate and reflect on. We hope that you did too. Today, September 7th, is Superhuman Day. Have you heard of that before? It's a day that honors people with disabilities who face and overcome the challenges, disgrace, and dishonor that many with disabilities experience. This is why this day also honors and recognizes hundreds of athletes, musicians, entrepreneurs, and individuals who have proved themselves regardless of what society labels them as. Find a way today to celebrate Superhuman Day. We'll start for you with an excerpt from a TED Talk by Ethan Hawke. He asked the question, which is an important one in these days of artificial intelligence craze, does human creativity matter? I was hoping today to talk a little bit about creativity You know, a lot of people really struggle to give themselves permission to be creative. And reasonably so. I mean, we're all a little suspect of our own talent. I think that most of us really want to offer the world something of quality, something that the world will consider good or important. And that's really the enemy because it's not up to us whether what we do is any good. And if history's taught us anything, the world is an extremely unreliable critic, right? So you have to ask yourself, do you think human creativity matters? Well, hmm, most people don't spend a lot of time thinking about poetry, right? They have a life to live and they're not really that concerned with Allen Ginsberg's poems or anybody's poems until their father dies. They go to a funeral, you lose a child. Um, Somebody breaks your heart, they don't love you anymore. And all of a sudden you're desperate for making sense out of this life. And has anybody ever felt this bad before? How did they come out of this cloud? Or the inverse, something great. Um, You meet somebody and your heart explodes. You love them so much you can't even see straight. You know, you're dizzy. Did anybody feel like this before? What is happening to me? And that's when art's not a luxury, it's actually sustenance. We need it. Okay, well, what is it? Human creativity is nature manifest in us. We look at the, um, the aurora borealis, right? I did this movie called White Fang when I was a kid and we shot up in Alaska and you go out at night and the sky was like rippling with purple and pink and white. And it's the most beautiful thing I ever saw. It really looked like the sky was playing. Beautiful. Go to Grand Canyon at sundown. It's beautiful. We know that's beautiful. But fall in love, your lover's pretty beautiful. I have four kids. Watching them play, watching them like pretend to be a butterfly or run around the house or doing anything, it's so beautiful. And I believe that we are here on this star in space to try to help one another, right? And first, we have to survive. And then we have to thrive. And to thrive, to express ourselves, all right, well, here's the rub. We have to know ourselves. What do you love? And if you get close to what you love, who you are is revealed to you, and it expands. I've played cops. 
I've played criminals, I've played priests, I've played sinners. And the magic of this, it, over a lifetime, over 30 years of doing this, is that you start to see that my experiences, me, Ethan, is not nearly as unique as I thought. I have so much in common with all these people. And so they have something in common with me. You start to see how connected we all are. We hope you enjoyed that. Be sure to check out the link to the full TED Talk. We have to follow with a poet. Here's one you may remember. A poet laureate who exploded onto the national scene with her inauguration poem, The Hill We Climb, by Amanda Gorman. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. And the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always just is. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. And yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to forge our union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And so we lift our gazes not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first. We must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. Let the globe, if nothing else, say this is true. That even as we grieved, we grew. That even as we hurt, we hoped. That even as we tired, we tried. That we'll forever be tied together, victorious. Not because we will never again know defeat, but because we will never again sow division. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade, but in all the bridges we've made. That is the promised glade, the hill we climb, if only we dare it. Because being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it would destroy our country if it meant delaying democracy. And this effort very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it can never be permanently defeated.
In this truth, in this faith we trust, for while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us. This is the era of just redemption. We feared it at its inception. We did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour, but within it we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. So while once we asked, how could we possibly prevail over catastrophe? Now we assert. How could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? We will not march back to what was, but move to what shall be, a country that is bruised, but whole, benevolent, but bold, fierce, and free. We will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation because we know our inaction and inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation. Our blunders become their burdens, but one thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. So let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with every breath from my bronze-pounded chest. We will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold-limbed hills of the west. We will rise from the wind-swept northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake-rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun-baked south. We will rebuild reconcile and recover in every known nook of our nation, in every corner called our country. Our people, diverse and beautiful, will emerge battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it. For there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. Man can shackle the hand, man can shackle the feet, but only you can shackle the mind. The mind is free to travel wherever you dare to take it. Welcome to Count Time Podcast.